<laughs> we can do a, an edit of just everyone going Billington and it's just your dog. Oh my god, please. Sabrina. Any Welcome back to another episode of Anubis Backwards Pod. Today we are recapping House of Masks and House of Pursuits. Um, so we have a special guest this week. Woo-hoo. Hopefully you know and love her. It's Grace from The Book Hose. Hello! <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> she is here to be our resident Jara expert for this week. Yes! And maybe maybe other weeks? Yes. Maybe. She's <laughs> also behind the ever-popular HOA screen caps on Tumblr. Yes! <laughs> It had a short-lived run of a year, maybe, but I accomplished a lot during that year, so I'm proud of that. It was a cultural reset. Exactly. I still will see people tweet pictures, and I'll be like, that's from HOA screen caps. I remember taking that and posting <laughs> Well, we can revive it. I have a lot of the episodes, so just vibe it on my hard drive. I could wait. Never mind. I was gonna say I'll just give it to you, but I can't because it's connected to my normal Tumblr, and I'm not gonna. Oh, it's one of those like high blog things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like extra owners. Maybe. We don't know how Tumblr works in the year 2020. No, I don't. I don't. don't. Anytime I go on there, I'm like, this has changed. (laughs) I occasionally just go lurk and look for content on shows that have been off the air since 2010. But you know, me too. Yeah, I go and read like my old content for. Yeah. Same. All right, so uh, let's get into it. So the episode, as per usual, opens with the iconic intro, and we are now upstairs in Nina and Amber's room. They show Patricia the picture they found of Rufus, Sarah, and Victor. Patricia mentions that Rufus told her that he, Sarah, and Victor went back a long way. Patricia wonders if they were friends, and Fabian suggests that they were at least business partners. Nina mentions that Sarah said she had been betrayed. Once again... Where is Amber? This is her room. Where is she? I didn't even notice again. (laughs) They just keep having meetings in her room without her. Where is Amber? Hang out. Like, these are her friends. Where is she? Who is she with? It's also, like, legitimately her club, and she's, like, so unincluded from the entire thing. Maybe she's showering. That seems like a good place she could be. (laughs) Yes, that's a good one. Doing her skincare routine. Yeah. I bet she has a really long skincare routine, so that checks out. Alfie comes upstairs to let them know supper's ready. He asks if they're having a secret meeting, and Nina tells him to tell Trudy they'll be down in a minute and that they're finishing homework. Alfie asks to be kept in the loop. He tells them they're like family now. Nina asks if she missed something, and I just put Alfie with a bunch of frowny faces. I put, I love Alfie only. (laughs) And I just said, let Alfie and Sabuna. (laughs) I said, Nina, leave Alfie alone. <laughs> Bitch is so annoying. Can I curse on the podcast? We'll yeah, we, we have. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, downstairs, Amber announces that she's running for school rep. Amber tells Alfie she, he can be her campaign manager. Mara says that the other day, Amber said she couldn't think of anything worse, and Amber says that she realized she was the perfect choice. Amber says she hopes... She can depend on Mara for her vote. Jerome says that she will never win against Mara and him. And Amber says, watch me. Um, Alfie asking Amber if she has a bikini. Why is he being so slimy to the girls in the election episodes? Stop it! Yeah, who decided to make this character... Like, what writer decided to make this character choice for Alfie? Because he's never liked this before this, really. He's never liked this again. But 
in this episode and the episode before this, he's being really creepy and gross, and I'm not about it. I'm not. I know. Every time it happens, I'm like, Alfie, like, what are you doing? And, and also, I don't know, I like, maybe I blocked all these, like, weird comments out of my mind, because yeah. I feel like there's a lot more than I remember. He's been spending too much time with Jerome. See, I, I would get it if, like, Jerome would, like, had said something to him outside, and then Alfie's like, so, bikini pictures, I'd be like, yes, this all makes sense. But it's just Alfie showing up, and he's like, bikini pictures, and I'm like, really? No. Maybe it's because Jerome is, like, for the record, I have not seen the last, the six episodes that come before this one in a very long time because I've been rewatching it, but then I had to jump ahead for this episode. Anyway, maybe it's because Jerome has been busy and hasn't been able to make any slimy comments. So the writers were like, we have to fill our misogynistic quota of each episode. Let's give them to Alfie. <laughs> No, I hate that it makes sense. I hate it that does it make sense. sense. Yeah. Because they wouldn't do it to Fabian and Mick isn't here right now. Because yeah, I would be the only one that I could see, like, not intentionally saying this stuff, but he would say this stuff. Like, you know what I mean? He would say it without thinking about it, then be like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. I hate that it makes <sighs> sense. Damn it. Kind of check out. They really need to make some man be creepy. <laughs> Well, Jason Winkler really hasn't been around either, so. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly, Jason exactly. Make his return so he can be the number one skeevy person accidentally hitting on. Uh, Nina is upstairs upset about Fabian and Patricia having talked to Alfie about the mystery and that they should have talked about it first. Nina says he could jeopardize the whole thing. Patricia says they only told him a few things just to keep him at bay i just laughed at this quote because emily i think you tweeted it first and nina just goes we should have had a meeting to discuss this first guys and i was like wow if that's not me like, <laughs> brenna seeing laura and i retweeting digressing no context under the pot account <laughs> <laughs> it's just brenna with us in general because she's the <laughs> I mean, the things we retweeted made sense for our account, so. <laughs> the best that we checked out. tweeted, DeGrasse, no contacts in us, they're about to be best friends, they keep shouting them out. I decided to rewatch all of DeGrasse just for us retweeting that one picture, so. <laughs> it was that one th- jealous and affairs jokes, and then I also retweeted the, like, lurking in window thing. Okay, we needed to do that with Alfie, though. Okay, I'll quote, I'll go get a cap of Alfie and I'll quote retweet it again. Uh, Fabian tries to change the subject back to the news article they found. He says it proves they're right about Victor and the elixir. Patricia reminds them they don't have proof. Fabian says they must have grabbed the wrong vial. They're going to have to go back down to the cellar. Uh, Back downstairs, Jerome says he just got a DVD from the DVD club and that it's a comedy about a school election. Jerome asks Mara if she wants to watch it with him. Amber is in the living room practicing with a baton. Mick comes in and asks if Mara fancies going on a walk with him. Mara says supper is almost ready, but Mick tells her Trudy will save some. Mick says he has a surprise for Mara. The DVD, the budget is so bad in this show. <laughs> now that I come back to it as an adult, like it's not a real DVD. And we're supposed to pretend like it's an actual cover design of a DVD that would exist and not be like on a free <laughs> knockoff website. The graphic design is my best. 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like especially season one, the budget was like real low. I think like they season two, really they were like, oh, okay, low. this actually did well. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I miss the DVD club. I love 2011. Um, My entire comment was just, if there are leftovers from dinner, what do they do with them? Like, do the kids fight, fight over them? I'm sure Mick just eats them all. <laughs> That's just... Does Trudy have like a chore? Oh, like it's like the chore wheel, but it's just a leftover wheel. So when they have leftovers, she just spins it and goes, "Oh, they're going to this person." And if they don't, love them, they're going to this person. Or does Trudy get them for herself? No, she should. Trudy deserves them. Trudy deserves all the good things. Yeah, I was just cracking up over Amber, like with her baton in the living room. That was really funny. <laughs> like this, she, Amber's really funny in this episode. Um, and then once again, I was just crying over Mick and Mara interacting. It's fine. Oh, wait. Nothing, nothing to see here. That when I was doing, um, our friend Eddie, um, you might know from Twitter, uh, was tweeting about the, the Dutch House of Newest, right? The Dutch version? Yeah. And Dutch person. I, when I was doing, because she keeps uh, saying, tweeting about the songs that they're playing in the background, which are all American pop songs from the early 2000s, I think I did one of them to this scene. So um, I might tweet it on the pod account when this episode comes out. <laughs> Because it was pretty funny. I think it was in my home. Oh my god. <laughs> they play pop songs on, in American on Dutch? Yeah, it, apparently they're playing American pop songs in the background of the Dutch. <laughs> like in yeah. English. That's interesting. One day I'll watch it. I just want to know Same. how they got the rights to all that music. They must have had a bigger budget, apparently. <laughs> Yeah. They probably didn't have poorly designed DVD covers. Probably not. has American pop songs in our house. The Nubis has. You'd think they could have at least swung for like not copyrighted music for like three whole dance episodes. It's three episodes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they could it have can't be that expensive. Or at least gotten like a cover of a but pop yeah. song. Uh, they had that weird song that I'm assuming they must have paid for that half naked on my veranda song. Oh, I was gonna say the song from tour when you actually like listen to it I'm like these lyrics are not appropriate for a high school dance at all it's literally about sex and I'm like oh they, they paid for that good good content <laughs> hey you know what they all just graduated maybe it was just set in the tone for the- that's the transition to adulthood sex song <laughs> Like, um, it hits me, and like, the worst thing is, like, now that I'm aware of the song, every time I watch that scene, I'm like very aware of those lyrics, and I'm like, oh. Amber asks Alfie how he knows about the treasure. He says that Fabian Patricia told him, and that he's part of the club. She says the Sabuna Club, and Alfie is confused. Amber goes, yeah, Sabuna, and does the hand gesture. Alfie says they didn't mention that bit. He asks if it's alien related, and she says no. Iconic. Once again, Amber is cracking me up. This was a really good scene. <laughs> this is so funny. Oh, we love a duo. Nina, Fabian, Patricia come down and ask Amber if they could have a word. Amber and Alfie both stand up and they say just Amber. Alfie's upset and walks away. Jerome goes, looks like you got dumped. And Alfie responds with, you and me both. Damn, Alfie, that's... That was a sick word. That's cold. It was. Back upstairs, Patricia says they need to decide who's going down to the cellar to get the real elixir. And Amber asks why they aren't including Alfie. Nina turns to Fabian and Patricia and says, I knew this would happen. I agree with Amber. They should let Alfie join. Meanwhile, Mara and Mick are getting back to the house from their walk. Mara says she, 
says he got boyfriend points for the stroll. She asks him about the tryouts, and he says there isn't anything to say. Mar asks if he thinks he did well, and he says the judges are hard to read. He says he's going to let her to get her surprise ready, and he tells her to meet her in his room in an hour. She tells him not to jump out of anything. So Mara's outfit is peak 2010. It's like the shirt dress over jeans. Yeah. I Yes. I did rock that look in the late 2000s, early 2010s. <laughs> we love a fashion queen. Amber, Nina, Fabian, and Patricia are trying to talk to Elfie in his and Jerome's room. Nina is apologizing, saying it's dangerous and people have gotten hurt. Amber says, yeah, and Elfie was one of them. Elfie responds in confusion, and Amber tries to explain about the stuff he drank. Elfie says it could have killed him, and Nina says, but it didn't kill you. Elfie asks what it is, and Fabian says it isn't what they were looking for, and that now they need to get more. Elfie says he'll do it, and that he's sick of being left out, and he's willing to prove himself. Elfie says he deserves to do this after the fact they almost got him killed. Patricia says that he's right, and Nina says someone will have to go with him. I love how Patricia is sitting down at the edge of Elfie's bed. Also, Nina, when Elfie's like, you could have gotten me killed. And she's like, yeah, sorry. But, like, it didn't. Like, ma'am? Ma'am? <laughs> Did you die? Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, good news. <laughs> like, but you didn't. I guess you could have died, but you didn't. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> and Elfie's like, no, it's not fine. Patricia defending Elfie. Ma'am, I am soft. We love also, uh, I'm becoming Laura, we, so... We only love Petralfi in this <laughs> I mean, Palfi. This is a Petralfi podcast. I support that. The kids call it Palfi these days, but I don't like that. It's Petralfi. I feel like that could be so many people. Yes. So Anyone that has a P name. Okay, so someone referred... Pam? Poppy? It could be Poppy. Oh, no. Okay, so some people... The kids... Days were referring to Patricia and Alfie as Palfi. But then one day, some random person I followed re- referred to Piper and Alfie as Palfi. And I was very confused. This is why we call it Petralfi. <laughs> and Piper. Also, Joyfy could be renamed Palfi because one time Baby called her Pam. Thanks for coming to my pet <laughs> talk. <laughs> That's true. I love Pamphy. He called Patricia Pam? No, he no. called Joy Pam. <laughs> he called Fabian called Joy Pam. Oh, the thought of that scene oh. is so funny to me right now. Like that's fucking hilarious. I'm like, sorry, oh, I cursed again. Okay. <laughs> like why Pam? Like that's really funny. You guys are listening to the Awesome Ladies podcast like me always. Mara is trying to get ready for her surprise with Nick. She's trying to pick a dress. Jerome comes upstairs and says he thought they were going to watch the movie. Mara says she's sorry and that she didn't know he meant tonight she says it's nick's first night back and that he's planned something romantic mara says she and mick are back on and maybe she and jerome could watch the dvd another night jerome t- jerome leaves tearing down a devote mara poster outside her door um and i said it feels weird to me that they're like freely allowed to go into the opposite sex's room to be honest and also yes. both them have the door shut yes i have a oh, I didn't think about about that but i'll get to it in a little bit we oh, yeah. there's yeah I was I didn't realize this until like specifically this episode I was like that's kind of weird mm-hmm. I th- think it's like less weird when there's more than like one of them in the room like when Fabian's in like Nina and Amber's room that doesn't feel as weird to me but like when yeah. they're like alone yeah, especially because like, like 
Mara, like Mick and Mara are like knowingly dating and everyone knows they're dating. You think Trudy would be like, door open. Like, yeah. this isn't prom. Three inches. <laughs> that was a Stranger Things reference. Also, like know. Jerome just like coming upstairs <laughs> to like the girls' rooms like after supper feels weird. Like, you think like the upstairs would be like off limits to the, you, you think like the levels would be like divided. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At least, like, after supper, you think they'd be like, so no boys upstairs after supper, no girls, like, in the boys' hall after dinner, like, but, okay, you know. This is Anubis' house, they do what they want, no rules. Yeah. Okay, so I am a Jara auntie, and I'm not going to continue to hide the fact that my grace is here. Um, but the thing is, like, I watched season one, and I really enjoy their scenes, and then I remember the reason I don't like them is because all of their, like, real build-up is in season two when Mara's still with Nick and it's just built out of emotional cheap and it feels icky. So I am a known Jara truther. What should I refer to that? Uh, it's like a stan- Are you like a Jara stan? Stan, yeah, there know. we go. And um, so when I originally watched the show, I was like, this is my shit. But then since then, I'm like, you know what? I'm an adult now. I have really good taste nowadays. Um, if I were to rewatch House of Anubis, I would probably not like them as much. I would probably like notice the toxicity because I know that it's there. I have, you know, I'm an adult and stuff. But um, but then I and I watched it again. I haven't seen like the whole show all the way through since it aired, but I've seen some episodes this year, and I was like, damn it, <laughs> I still do really like them. I haven't changed at all, and I know that they have their problems. But here's my thing, here's my thing, and I've tweeted this before on my Twitter, at Scoops Troops, please follow me. Um, I've tweeted this before, and I will carry this to my grave, this is what I think. I think that everyone, every ship on House of Anubis, you could argue in some cases that some don't apply, but generally all of them are problematic as shit. Um, yes, yes. Amber, <laughs> Alfie, Amber's really mean to Alfie, Mara and Mick, Mara um, tried to insinuate that Mick was cheating on her with a teacher. adult woman a teacher which is really bad like really bad yeah, yeah. they all do really silly things so whichever ship you like you have decided for whatever reason to overlook those shitty things and ship that you have to in order to like a ship on this show yeah so this is- i think that's one of the things with like watching it now in 2020 is i'm more aware of like the shitty things that happen with my ship or the shitty things that my favorite characters do and if you want to be like they did the shitty thing i'm like yes they did i still love them and I, will I do not them. see it i, I, I do not see what they did. yeah that was me going through the whole mick and mara arc with miss robinson i was like i still love them as much as i did in 2011 but i'm sitting here like oh this is you become more aware but you still yeah. that nostalgia like exactly you still like them because, because of that and they make me happy yeah me watching season three where i'm like this is my favorite season because it just gives me serotonin and also being like this watching parts of it going this is just bad mm-hmm. this is just bad and mara and jerome like I'm not going to get into season two because I don't remember that much. But, um, like, they have their issues. They have some things. They lie and stuff. You know, bad times. But they also really work together pretty well as a team, like, on the campaign. And then later when Mara is helping him figure out the stuff about her dad. And I think that's why I'm still, like, you know, this was fun. This was good. I really liked it. Yeah, their whole... 
their whole season two arc with the, like her helping him with his dad and everything, I think is really, really good. Yeah. And watching them kind of come together in that sense. The anime definitely really good. Potential. It was very much there. It, it was, it was, you know what? I almost wish they would have done now that we're just discussing this, but you know, season three is an entire mess because we've since found out they wrote every 10 episodes in a pod. And that's why the writing will all of a sudden like shift. I had an entire like deep, like, whoa moment about that earlier today but we're not going to get too much into that but I almost wish they didn't get together in season two and they were like heading towards that way and they got together like midway season three yeah that like, could have officially been, bro- that could have worked she officially mm-hmm. broke up with Mick they were kind of like we want to do this but the timing's off because she like just got out of a relationship that she'd been in for a while and you know but season three was messy it was I, I like loved it though same! Oh, yeah, same. But I'm also messy, so I feel like me loving season three and season three messy as hell checks. <laughs> checks out. Okay, so downstairs, Mick is getting ready for his surprise with Mara. The door is currently open, and Jerome walks past looking inside. Um, my comment is, Mick, bro, the candles are not okay, safe. So I wrote the, <laughs> oh, this is cute. You. Oh, fire saved me. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a House Anubis episode about fire safety, you know, while I was lighting these candles and then proceeded to fall asleep. <laughs> Anyways, Jerome goes upstairs to Victor's office and he tells Victor that he wants to have a word about fire safety. Victor should also have this word with you, Laura. Emily and Jerome. <laughs> you were talking about fire safety, but yeah. I- and then Victor just rolls up to your apartment, Laura. Excuse me. You left the candle burning all night while you were asleep. And I'm like, yes, Victor. <laughs> Alfie is excited to be included in Sabuna. Patricia tells Alfie that he needs to take this seriously. Patricia then tells him that he's going to be blindfolded. Nina tells her to knock it off. Nina opens the oven door. They'll knock three times. It's not safe to come out. And then they all do the Sabuna. I said, Alfie and Sabuna, smiley face. He was so, I think he said Sabina. He was like, uh, Sabina. Oh, oh yeah, that made me so laugh. That's why I said that. I think it was because Alfie said Sabuna weird. And now I'm just reading it as Alfie and Sabuna. <laughs> I was like, oh, honey, you tried. Oh, he's doing better had... than, he's doing better I than Mara and Tor. parallels between like when Alfie tried to join Sabuna and did it weird, when Joy tried to do Sabuna and did it weird. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. Sabuna. Time for a weekly tangent. What kind of nonsense will it be today? It's the tangent of the week. How's my name is really? Oh, I'm gonna be mushy as hell. I had a blast. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> Laura. Is there one glass of wine? I'm here to preach my love for everyone. I mean, I think that I want to kind of do an episode about this, and like when we after we hit the season one finale, because we're trying to do that for the 10 year anniversary of House Anubis. But how happy I am that this stupid little show about like all these British kids trying to solve some mystery. So many good friends across the world and across the country. In that, like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, 
fucking mushy because I had one. <laughs> so one day when Emily said something about House of Anubis and Long Live, and I was driving in the car, and I put on Long Live, and I just, like, thought of all of my friends I made from House of Anubis and how I've been friends with them since so long, but I just sobbed. <laughs> that's all I I do always think about House of Anubis when I listen to Long Live and, and Narnia, and the I, two personality traits I have. Characters. Like, I think about House of Anubis and, like, all the friends that I made from House of Anubis. That's what I think of, too. And I, I cry. <laughs> I, I listened to Long Live on my way home from getting dinner tonight, and I was like, I'm feeling a lot of emotion. Everyone here, I know I'm kind of wine drunk, it's fine. But anyone here that's listening to us that I'm friends with, all love you. You know who you are. I love you very, very much. Thank you for being my friend and putting up with me being messy as hell on Twitter.com. All the time. <laughs> I love how we are 40 minutes into recording. <laughs> I just give it- Oh, no! <laughs> so, okay. okay, the tangent of the week is going to be really soft this week. It's going to be friendship. <laughs> Laura's friendship Piper, Piper Power Hour. I'm cutting out Piper Power Hour for me lo- loving my friend out. <laughs> <laughs> also the shirt I wore when I was on the book <laughs> Yay! We love them. Um, Okay, so remember a few episodes ago, or probably longer than a few episodes ago, when they first found the the oven passageway thing, and there's the awkward scene where Nina's wearing pants, and then it cuts to a clip, and she's suddenly not wearing pants, and she opens the thing, and then it cuts back, and then she she's wearing pants again. It's very confusing. So this is where they pulled that clip, because it's the same exact clip of her opening the cellar. So they grabbed it from this episode and used it in the earlier episode. Fun fact. That's really interesting, but I like noticed that it looked really, like the same outfit. I was like confused by it, but I didn't want to question it too hard. But I'm glad you also noticed it, so I don't feel like I was going crazy. Do you think that? Okay, so as we've probably observed, they reuse a lot of the same outfits in House of Anubis. I'm sure a lot of that is to do with the budget. But do you also think it's because so that they can reuse clips, maybe? Oh, that in different nice. episodes. Oh, maybe yeah. So they can like cover shots because i imagine what happened in that other episode where like there was the continuity issue was they they probably just like didn't have a good enough shot of her like close up opening the oven so they had to pull from something else and they were like oh no one will notice she's not wearing pants it's fine (laughs) (laughs) but like she had the same like sweater thing on so maybe maybe it seems realistic that they rewear the same outfits all the time i enjoy that too teenagers Mm -hmm. like i mean i know that some of them are like rich rich but like I feel like I was gonna say like the only one I feel like that doesn't repeat outfits or like is Amber and that like kind of checks out for her character. Yeah, yeah, because it checks out like as normal human beings we all rewear outfits. Yeah, (laughs) unlike TV show characters. So I like when TV show characters rewear outfits because I'm like that makes them feel like more like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Would agree. Like, Mick wears the same outfit for most of his season two episodes. He wears that red polo costume. Yeah, like, <laughs> you got a washing machine? <laughs> like, Mick, everyone in the promotional photos, their school uniform, Mick, that red polo. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't care what I wear. And I love that for him. Me too. Elfie is now down in the cellar with Fabian. Elfie is scared by some rats. And Fabian tells Elfie to calm down, in which realizing it's rat 
its rats breaks Alfie out further. Fabian is trying to figure out which bottle is the elixir. Oh, I said poor Alfie. The basement is obviously bringing back bad memories. Upstairs, the lights flicker and Patricia says the house gives her the creeps. Nick is in the kitchen going to grab dinner for him and Mara. Nina says she'll deal with it before going to knock on the slitter door three times. Um, and I put the girls were playing cards and I love a friendship. Is that the only time Nick and Nina have ever interacted? No, no, no. He kissed her out. She kissed. He kissed they, her they, on the they kiss on the cheek. Oh, yeah, I really, yeah. really went. Uh, I chipped Nick and Nina. <laughs> Wait, because I did too. Because like they started talking, and I was like, "Oh, Nick and Nina." I think it's because I like wrote this Nick and Nina fan fiction in 2012. So like, anytime they interact, I'm like, it's "Oh, like, <laughs> Nick and Nina." Proof. <laughs> Someone likes to manifest ships, as seen by Jeroy. <laughs> Mick and Nina wasn't gonna happen. I the fanfiction was them in season three. It was like Mick in Australia, and then like Nina gets transferred to the oh, same school in Australia. That's that was the fic. I never finished it, but I honestly think like if that had ever played out, <laughs> Mick would be like, "Hey, Nina," and Nina would be like, "Who are you?" <laughs> I think he, really was. <laughs> he, right. he was busy. Like, huh? Honestly, probably though. Dirty, honestly. Aren't Megan True. I also like that Laura's note for the scene just said, let me know why my brain went Nick Nina. But we also need to talk about uh, Mick's iconic line in the scene. He just goes to get the food and he's like, dinner smells great and so do I. And I just, I just love him so much. That is an iconic line. And, like what does that even mean? I guess like, he has does... cologne on. He's like, he's... <laughs> oh, we love him. Mara has arrived for her date with Mick. Mara is excited for their candlelit dinner. Mara says he's much more sweet and romantic than he seems. She tries to ask him about tryouts, and he attempts to change the subject. Victor comes in and is angry about the candles. And then I went, bro, is that orange juice? With the pasta. Said, they look really nice, but also, yeah, orange juice with pasta is odd. It's an orange drink, so I don't know if it, like, it could be, like, a high C type yeah. drink. Yeah, maybe. But you'd think you put ice in it if it were, like, high C or something like that. Yeah. Why are they just having, like, water? Yeah, like, water, milk. Milk? And spaghetti? <laughs> I, was just... I feel like I would eat milk with spaghetti. <laughs> Milk when I was a kid. From orange juice. Yeah, I'd, okay. I'd take the milk yeah, over the orange yeah. juice. Not me, though. I would not, not have me. milk with pasta. I would not have I think water. with pasta. I would have water with pasta. I would wine with pasta, but I, they're children. So I do not. Oh, man, I wish, like, Mick smuggled them wine. That would have been funny. I would not suggest that. Yeah. Okay. They really would out them if they had alcohol. They're like. I've, isn't the link. Dr- no, it's 18. I was going to say, isn't the legal drinking age in the UK 16? That would be a bad idea. <laughs> that would be a bad idea for England. I'm just saying, and by tour time, most of them could probably drink. And I think, I mean, obviously it's a kids' soap show, but an episode where they're all drunk would be hilarious. Would be I think they I all got they drunk after the that. dance. I bet they wouldn't let them have alcohol, though, because, like, in college, if someone in your dorm was under 21, oh, yeah. you couldn't have alcohol in the dorm. So yeah. probably some of them were still 17, so they probably couldn't have alcohol in the um, house because of that. Yeah, probably. you're probably right. I find it funny that Victor is concerned about the candles because I feel like he should be concerned that um, a girl and a boy are on a date. It's dark outside and they are in a room alone with the door closed. <laughs> that was also my note. 
I like how that was like not his concern. Like I'm sorry. Like I just, I think this is like we don't actually see. Well, if I remember correctly, when the Willow and Mara were trying to like play Jerome, like both their doors were their doors were never like shut, right? When he was upstairs going back and forth, I don't think the doors were ever shut. I don't remember. But like, I just don't. You think the rule would be like door open if, if like if it's like you guys are alone, well, like door must be open. Date. Yeah. Victor does not care. Victor is just like I. There's the fire hazard, and you have candles. I also Victor. just think that it probably they probably wouldn't let them do it after dinner, like. Seems like a yeah. You think yeah, a, well, there is a curfew, but like I don't know, another curfew for like visitation. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's why I was like, it seems weird that like you'd think like opposite sexes or opposite genders wouldn't be allowed in like the other's hall or like level after supper, like before supper. Sure, I get that, but after supper seems yeah, weird. yeah. After I supper, think so too. supper seems like time to unwind, get input, get ready for bed, maybe do your homework in the living room, but like. Don't know. Yeah. yeah. Okay, because isn't supper at like seven and the curfew's at nine? Is curfew's at ten. Curfew's at ten. Oh, it's at ten. Sorry, but isn't there something like you're not supposed to like leave your level or something at nine? There was a yeah, weird rule that was like mentioned once. Nine, and then it's like at ten o'clock you gotta be in bed. I don't know. I once again will never understand the rules of this house and this school. They don't even. I would have just sat down and been like, all right, guys, here are the rules for this house in the show that we're writing. But I don't think they did that. I think they made it up. No, I think they were like, I think probably. Probably. They're like, oh, we need a jewelry dress code uh, rule for season two. Let's uh, break that out. <laughs> like... <laughs> and then it was never enforced again. It wasn't even enforced fully in that episode because they got the amulets and then in the next scene Patricia had yeah. bracelets on. That was like... <laughs> oh, I also commented what happened at tryouts. Mick is not about it. And then also I said Jerome in the hallway mocking Mara was funny because I think she she makes some comment like when they leave the room. I forget what it is. And then we see Jerome like walk by and like... <laughs> like yeah. It was... He was salty. I was just freaking out because the date was really cute. And I thought that was a really cute gesture. I didn't even pay attention to the fact that two teenagers were behind closed doors at night. Like, I was just like, wow, this is adorable. Um, and I thought Mara picked the right dress. Her dress is really cute of the two that she was looking at. Back in the cellar, Fabian is continuing to inspect bottles and he picks one up and says, surely this is it. Alfie's having flashbacks to what he witnessed the night he got trapped in the cellar and screams. Oh, poor Alfie. I'm mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> Wait. I, I moved. Um, yeah. I'm just Alfie. Sad face. <laughs> House of Alfie sad face. That is a bell running theme, I think, for this episode, or in a lot of episodes, is Alfie's sad face. Every hour... Is loving Alfie hour, but Alfie gets done dirty all the time. But I also the good news is Laura. It's time for a word from our sponsor. Yay! Yeah, Edgar. So we're back. Nina says she knew this was a bad idea as Fabian and Alfie return. Amber asks Alfie if he's okay, and Patricia asks what happened. Fabian says he dropped the sample of the elixir that he had gotten, and Nina says they'll have to try again another night. 
And I just really hope that Alfie one day got the therapy he needed from his Zabuna experiences. I feel yeah. The next day at school, the students are gathered in the drama room. Mara comes in and sees Mick studying and asks what he did with her boyfriend. He says he needs to find a balance. And then they hear people in the hallway chanting, people chanting Millington in the hallway. Mara and Mick go to check it out when Jerome notices that Mick has dropped something and picks it up. Um, the face Jerome makes when Mara says boyfriend. <laughs> like, same. I'm kidding. Not same, but he makes like the, the cringiest face. Um, and I, I too like to chant Millington. I said, oh wait, is this what I said when I see Millington the dog? <laughs> just gonna have to get some quality pictures of her this week just to post for this. Yes. No, yeah, we can I do a, an edit of just everyone going, Millington, and it's just your dog. <laughs> oh my god, please. <laughs> oh, I also, because I love to pause on things and look at stuff. Oh, this is actually why I said I was Angela in office, ladies. This is the real reason. So I love to pause and look at, like, background stuff and just, like, random stuff. So the letter Mick has is not addressed to Nuba's house. It is addressed to Mick Campbell in Emmo's Lane, Rudamon. I'm sure I'm not pronouncing those things correctly. But I looked up what these things are, and they're not a place in the UK. They're random, like, they're Egyptian words. So, is this the address of the school? What is this address? Oh, oh. maybe. That's so interesting. I, I bet it's the address of the school. And they're yeah, like, yeah. I thought it was like a prop. Pick some Egyptian I, words. Yeah, I thought it was like mixed home address, but like those things are not real places. They're literally ammos in Runamon are both Egyptian words. Or like but Egyptian. if it was his home address, then he'd have to go from. Where did he go again? I'm so sorry. He to California. He would have to go to California, and then he'd have to go home, assuming that the results would be there when he got back, and then he'd have to come back to school. So I feel like it would be more smart to send the results to the school. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I would agree. But it's also weird, because it sounds like he knew he didn't get in by the time he came back to the school. Yeah, the timeline really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They were like, you're running out of episodes, guys. Hurry it wrap up. it up wrap it up okay in the hall they see amber walking down the hall with cheerleaders amber hand springs down the hall and says vote willington you better be willington mara asks amber what her policies actually are mara says this is a chance to make a difference to which patricia chants m-a-r-a and then amber calls mara a boyfriend snatcher so um, I'm officially convinced that Amber was like the head cheerleader and Mick was the sports star. Therefore, they were literally the power, the school's power couple. Yeah. Um, I really appreciate Patricia's chanty morrow. Like, yeah, I like <laughs> how Patricia yeah. backed her up and then Jerome did as well. I was like, yay, friendship. That's cute. Yeah. Also, to go back on my make, my make Trisha bullshit for five seconds, um, the face Patricia makes specifically when Amber calls Mara a boyfriend snatcher, like, I'm assuming she's just, Amber, you're being a little bitch, but perhaps she was jealous because she, Patricia had her eye on McPherson and Amber got to him before she did. Hmm. <laughs> I wrote hmm. that ob- hmm. obvious stunt double. Also, why are there cheer uniforms <laughs> purple? It bothers me that their school colors are like maroon and their cheery uniforms are purple. It bothers me, yes. <laughs> I have a theory on this. So what if this is not the school cheer team and this is not the school cheer uniform, but if Amber literally 
got together a group of girls, bought them all cheer uniforms in her preferred color for her campaign. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. check. But, uh, <laughs> like, this was literally all for her campaign. And that's why they're purple. Uniforms today, like. make a reappearance in season three, so I don't really know what's up with that. Uh, purple. Never mind. They're all just Theory debunked. <laughs> Amber just wanted a cheerleading squad and her dad just funded it so she could do whatever shit the hell she so wanted. She just made them <laughs> that also like, checks out. That does check out. Despite the fact that the school colors are literally like maroon, Amber's like, nah, I don't like this. I want them to be purple. <laughs> and I support her in that endeavor. I mean, they look good. They look cute. I also said... Nick saying, I'm not sure I ever said that, that he likes Mara way more than he likes Why would he say that? I don't understand oh, it. Nick and I thought, Mara's like, oh, she, he likes me way more than he ever liked you. And Nick's like, I never said that. <laughs> I never would appreciate it, though, for, like, Amber's sake. Because, like, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's like, I don't want to be involved in this drama, Mara. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> Mick's not like being torn between these two girls. I feel like if Mick had his way, he could just, just tape all of that. I also found it um, uh, kind of ironic that I was watching this episode the week after the U.S. election. I know. And, um, when Mara was like, with the differences between their policies, like Mara and Amber's policies, I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, art mm-hmm. reflects life. <laughs> no, ten years later. Okay, my one last comment on this scene. Um, Amber's like hype girl cheerleaders were really cracking me up because like we had Patricia hyping up Mara, and then when Amber was like going through her campaign policies, there was just like one lone girl in the back that was just like, "Woo!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Who are you?" Random extra. <laughs> me as an extra, just here to hype up. No, Amber. <laughs> I did spot Brad's fiance again in the background. That was fun. She was not a cheerleader though. No. She should have been Amber's hype girl. She should have been fun. Um, Victor walks into Mr. Sweet's Sweet's office. He says there are seven ink pieces. Um, then he mentions a key, and Mr. Sweet says the key is likely dead by now. Mr. Winkler walks in and asks if Mr. Sweet saw the local papers right up on the play. Mr. Sweet tells Jason he needs to knock before entering the office. He apologizes and Victor asks him if he asks him if he knows where the kids got the research on the play from. Jason says they got the idea from the lady at the museum, Sarah. Um oh, I said so Victor just straight walks up into Mr. Sweet's office and he said seven, and then Mr. Sweet says, I beg your pardon, and I said seriously, seven by Taylor. <laughs> And uh, I was just staring at Jason, who got a haircut and looked very nice. Yeah, I noticed when he had a haircut, actually. I was like, he looks different than this one. Haircut. And uh, that's on Brenna's thirst power hour. (laughs) (laughs) Alfie is sitting alone in a classroom, and Fabian, Nina, and Patricia go to check on him. Alfie says he remembers what he saw. He remembers everything. Patricia asks what he saw, and he says he saw Mr. Sweet, Miss Andrews, Mr. Winkler, and some other people. He says they were chanting when they mentioned a chosen one. He says Victor drank from a skull. He says one of them was in a dog mask. 
Patricia tells Alfie that it's okay. Fabian says he bets Al Victor was drinking the elixir. Um, they mention the ink, and Alfie says that was another word he heard. The cup of ink was mentioned, and Nina wonders if that's the cup that gives them immortality. I said, poor Alfie, once again! I hope he gets help. And then I said, I do love Patricia trying to comfort him. I just was like, Alfie, frowny face. That's like just a running theme for, I feel like, most of the episodes lately. It's just Alfie, frowny face. We're just like, Alfie, sad. Oh, Petralfie, chew. Alfie, sad! Amber comes in and says she has 24 hours to make sure she wins the election. She asks who's going to help her, and she says they're being unsupportive. Amber says Alfie is fired. <laughs> I mean, like, Amber, they're trying to solve a mystery. You're just kind of, like, in your own little world. But you know what? Fine. We'll let you have it. <laughs> Amber forgets about the Buddha. Back at the house, Victor is calling the museum to see if Sarah works there. Victor is like, the museum was like, why are you asking me this? And Victor just like, because I want to know. And I said, okay, dad. I'm just confused if, like, there can't, there's got to be more than one museum That's in this town, right? I thought too. So is he just like calling up every single museum in like a reasonable distance and being like, does a Sarah work here? Does a Sarah work here? It's possible they live. That the Anubis is in, like, a small town, so maybe there is only one museum, but then, like, maybe there's a big city next door that they could have gone to as well with a better museum. Well, they could have gone on a weekend and gone a little bit further, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're telling me that no museum in the general vicinity of this house, especially if there's one in a big city, has any employee named Sarah, when that's, like, a really freaking guy. I guarantee whatever museum he called, there is someone there that's named Sarah. There's someone there. Okay, but like legally, if you called a museum and said, "Is there Sarah that works there?" They're gonna not be like, "Oh, I can't give you that information." That's yeah. true. True. That is like random and shady, especially when history's running. Like, I want to know. Nina and Fabian are walking to class, and she says, "She thinks the teachers are looking for the cup of ink too." Nina says they have to find it first. Fabian says it feels like they've hit a dead end, having no more clues to go on except for listen to the voice. Nina wonders if it means to listen to on the cylinders. Nina says they have to listen to them on the phonograph. Okay, Fabian says, do you want to do it now? And I said, y'all are in class. And then I said, <laughs> Fabian, this is why you're not valedictorian. <laughs> I feel like us going, Fabian, this is why you're not valedictorian is also a running joke into this for this podcast and i appreciate that well isn't there an episode earlier in the season where he's straight up listening to them in class yes. and Mr. Jones takes his mp3 player yes. why would you do that what what persuaded you to do that and think it was a good idea <laughs> he's like let me put my headphones in while the teacher's trying to talk to me i get it if you're having like a free study period or like something like that but boy like literally in the middle of class yeah <laughs> mrs andrews comes in and asks where everyone is jerome comes in after her he apologizes and says campaign stuff to which mara looks confused oh so jerome like mind you when i wrote this i completely forgot what happened in the next scene so that's the context of this but i wrote 
Jamber because Jerome walks in and then he sits down and he just says looking at Amber and I was like wow Jamber and then I realized why he was looking at Amber which was not because him and Amber are secretly in love. <laughs> I mean they still are though so it's fine. <laughs> See, that's the one chip that I feel like they so much imply that something was gonna go down and then nothing. I mean that enjoyed Alfie in season three but I think Jerome and Amber would have been a very good enemies to lovers ship. Oh my god! Oh yes. Great. They have. Wait. What if they were supposed to do that in season three, and then Amber left? I could have seen that. Maybe. I don't know because I don't know if like Amber never left, if they would have just like let Amber and Amber stay together. Oh, true. Here I am forgetting about Amber. Yeah, that's true. If they broke up. But like, I'm just saying they should have been a thing in season two because like, the fact that they had her say logically we should be dating and then nothing came from that. Yeah, what, what was that? What even was like, that? Like, okay, so they got this, which is bad. But anyway, I thought it was about to be Amber. But the ne- episode next week, I'm pretty sure, is when Jerome and Amber start working on the campaign stuff together. So there's that. And then the whole ping pong thing. And her saying, logically, we should be dating. The fact that in this after this, Jerome says, all spare in love and politics. Hmm. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. If this were a teen show, Jerome and Amber would have slept together next episode while they're working oh, on the campaign That's what we yes. said last episode of the pod. We were joking around that Amber was MIA because her and Jerome were sleeping together in the laundry. They probably <laughs> So, like, Amber got her heart broken by Mick. Jerome was pining after Mara, who's now dating Mick. They would have been great rebounds. Oh, my God. Exactly. It would have gone really well. They would have had, like, some type of, like, rebound revenge set. Wait, 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 wait. I just thought of something. I just thought of something. Okay, okay. Imagine um, Jerome is upset that Mara is with Mick, and he's like, I want to get Mara's attention. Amber is upset that Mick is with Mara, and she wants to get Mick's attention. So, like, let's fake date. Yes. 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 Fake dating yes. and We did not get enough fake dating in the show. We no, really we didn't. Didn't. We didn't. Yep, back at the house, Victor is looking through the sign out book and asks Trudy who Emily Grant is. Trudy tells him she's a woman from the old people's home that Nina's kind of adopted. At the school, the hall is littered with vote Amber posters featuring an embarrassing photo of Amber. Amber begins to tear photos down. She tells Jerome she hates him before running off. Mick tells Jerome he's a nasty piece, nasty piece of work. Jerome tells Mick to be careful, people in glass houses. Mick is confused, and Jerome says it's nasty to keep secrets from one's girlfriend. And I just put Jerome screw off. I said Mick punch him. I was mad yeah. at Jerome. I, I feel was like, mad at Jerome. I feel like I can see the Mick Bert now in these episodes. Like he, I, I've never really understood it. Because it seems like they are very much a couple that was designed to break up and not last at all. But it's very clear that Mick is, like, not over her. So I get it. I get it's it. It's very clear in the episodes leading up to this that she's not over him. And I Yeah, know, that too. Uh, Shruti got me on her bullshit, and that's all I'm going to say, but... <laughs> yeah, I feel like he still cares about her, for sure. Like, even though they're not together anymore, I don't think he's, like... He's not bitter. He's not angry. He's, like, yeah. he still respects her and... I think they care about each other a lot. So, so like, I think the thing with Mickbert is that I think Mick loves her, but he doesn't love her. Maybe so. Maybe so. 
which is why they didn't work out as a couple, but like as a friendship, they would have been like superior. They would have been supreme. Anyways, that could have been fun. Yeah, I feel like it would have been cool to see them like interact more. Mm-hmm. Oh well. At the house, Fabian, Patricia, and Nina are in the attic preparing to listen to the cylinders. Nina thinks one of the cylinders is fake. Um, she pries it open and inside they find a clue. Fabian says she's a genius. The clue says to find the secret of the past. Look beyond beyond this world through glass. I was gonna say for some reason this is like a classic Nina outfit in my brain. Yeah, I agree. What are she was wearing in the pilot? Is that why? Maybe. Oh, maybe is it like the white yeah, the black white strap? Stripe one. I feel like yeah. Nina, oh yeah, she does wear I that. Think this pilot. Is like classic Nina, and I don't think it's from this episode. I think it's probably because she wore that sweater in the. That makes sense. I just said brain cell to Nina for this, which we haven't said in a while. So go Nina. Jerome is in his room. When there is a knock at the door, Mara comes in, and Jerome asks if she's come to tell him what a horrid person he is. Mara tells Jerome she appreciates his help, but he's not a, the smear campaign type. He tells her he knows that, and that he wishes he could be normal like her and to do the right thing. Jerome asks if she remembers how she felt when her parents dropped her off the first day. Or the first time. She says she was nervous, but she knew she wasn't being abandoned. She says her parents wanted her to have a good future. Jerome says his parents wanted something else for him. He says to get rid of him and that they left him there to rot. Mara tells him that he's not rotten. So... Uh, not to roast um, Jerome, but my immediate thought upon watching this as an adult, when he said, I wish I could be normal like you, um, I've never seen Riverdale, but the, <laughs> the scene where Jughead is like, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. You see this hat I wear? That's immediately what I thought. <laughs> weird, I'm a weirdo. I haven't seen it either. <laughs> I've seen that scene. Yeah, me too. I haven't. I'll have to go look it up. <laughs> people say like i'm weird i'm weird out my hat i'm a weird i don't fit in have you ever seen me without that hat that's I'm weird hat. I'm so oh okay bad. if i've seen people tweet that then i did not understand the context oh, okay <laughs> i'll have to go look it up my comments is the scene made me uncomfortable because it like she kind of comes in to be like hey so that wasn't right and then he immediately gets kind of like well i was abandoned as a child so i have and it like almost felt like he didn't want to take responsibility for his actions, and he was like trying to blame his like childhood for his actions, and it it wasn't okay. It just didn't sit right with me, especially watching it like in the year twenty twenty. And yet, and I, as a thirteen year old, or to, yeah, thirteen year old, I ate this shit up. <laughs> I was like, yes, call me more, Jerome. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think that's like the entire thing. I'm like sitting here thinking, I'm like, yeah, I could see like the kids like loving this and being like, oh my god, like she makes them want to be better. And like, I get that. I see what the appeal is. But oh my gosh, watching this as an adult, I'm like, this is just the same it, Chief. It also sort of reminds me of um here I'm gonna bring up New Girl. Um, there's a scene in New Girl in season two where um I think it's when Nick's dad visits or around then. And Nick is, like, telling Jess that he's broken. And Jess is like, you're not broken. That, when I think when I watched that episode of New Girl, I was like, this is, like, that one time. And how funny this when Jerome told Mara that, or Mara told Jerome that he wasn't rotten. 
I love that, that part, part was sweet. That was yeah, a sweet part of the scene. Yeah. I said the not rotten part is cute. Before that, he was being guilt trippy, but I'm always here for Jerome backstory. But again, I don't know if they were intending him to come off as guilt trippy. I feel like. I feel like. I don't think the writers ever intended to do anything other than create chaos. Yeah, I feel like. <laughs> and they did. Gonna be cute, like Jerome. We're gonna give him some backstory, and we're gonna have a cute Jerome Mara moment. Yeah. I really want to get a writer on the podcast as a guest, oh, except I, I feel like I'd roast. Them I so would often. love that. I would be like, "Here are my questions. I have. I'll send them to you Please guys. Please ask them." Me specifically in season three, like, so oh um, I want to know when exactly you dropped the Fabian and Patricia so plot, want to ask. and <laughs> why you never actually verbally explained why Patricia broke up with Eddie. Why? Why you didn't plan actually plan ahead for Nina to leave the damn show? Did you follow me on Tumblr? Yes or no? <laughs> did you have a secret fan account? It's okay if you did. Did I create Jeroy? Alex Sawyer probably did. <laughs> yeah, like, Blink once for yes. <laughs> Mara asks if she can ask him something. It's about what he said to Mick about people in glass houses and keeping secrets. Mara asks if Mick was seeing someone else while he was away. Jerome says he wants to say yes, but he can't. Jerome says Mara brings out the best in him before handing her a letter, the letter Mick dropped earlier. Um, bro, going through someone's mail ain't cool. He didn't go through the mail. The mail conveniently dropped next to him. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Grace makes points. People, he opened it. That's not that. That's it, not cool. He could. Well, okay. Opening it, yes, that could be taken to court, but. Picking it up from where it fell, not court. My friend is in law school. I know these things. <laughs> Grace has a lawyer. Also, Mara, you weren't together when he was gone. Why would it matter? I said, why would Jerome know that Mick had a new girl? How would Jerome know that? Why would Jerome know that? That's true. That's okay. also like, true. I get like why it would matter, but they actually like Jenny. It wasn't like a we're on a break thing. It was they were genuinely not together. Yeah. Yeah, but sh- I feel like she would still be upset. And I feel yeah. like he, I feel like she would have the right to know if they were just starting a relationship. Yeah, like, I feel yeah, like I she agree. has the right to know to that to know I the history. Know That's true. Also, Mara's outfit in the scene, God tier. I love me some polka dots. Mara just yeah. like I, I mean Amber is rated as like the fashionista, but honestly, Mara's outfits are always like. She's my style icon, honestly. Yeah. Like, especially, and it just gets better with every season. She's so good. Mara finds out Mick didn't get the scholarship, and she wonders why Mick wouldn't tell her, to which Jerome says some people like to keep secrets. See, like, this whole plot line just felt very, like, weak to me, because I feel like Mick keeping this a secret really isn't that big of a deal, because he was probably embarrassed, because, like, Mara had been helping him train, and she was, like so excited for him and for him to have to be like oh I didn't get it is probably really defeating for him and so I'm sure he would have told her eventually when he like got up the courage to do it and the Jerome's like oh my god he's keeping this huge secret and it's like it's really like it's not a big deal no yeah it's not and I don't remember what Mara's reaction is because I haven't watched that episode yet and y'all haven't either I guess but no yeah we haven't watched it yeah Victor has gone to visit Sarah and he says she's an old and he says she's an old friend Sarah is asleep Victor says he works at the house she grew up in and that he'd love for her to visit. Victor asks for a cup of tea. Once the nurse leaves, he tries to wake her and when she wakes, she's surprised to see him. 
Dun, dun, dun. Cliffhanger face. Cliffhanger face. I have a question. Why yes? do we know why Sarah goes by Emily? I thought it sounded more like she was like just kind of found wandering the streets because it also sounds like she doesn't have family. But why I think Emily? She's the one Victor to find her. Like I think she's trying to hide from Victor so she made up a fake name. Maybe so. Maybe so. But like she said, it's like kind of clear that she doesn't really have like family, isn't it? But why would she not? Yeah. Them? Like why would she not tell that person like my name's Sarah, not Emily? Yeah, if she's trying to keep it a secret, like, why is she trying to keep it a secret? Because I think if she rolled up to old folks home and even if she didn't have any family and they were like, your name is Emily, she'd be like, bitch, no, my name is Sarah. That's true. I don't know. I always assumed it was like her changing her name on purpose, but. Yeah, I think she changed her name on purpose. I thought it was like her assigning. It's just not consistent because like, that's what I think they want us to think it is. But she corrects the nurse. So why would... Oh, Wait, you're right. I forgot about that. No, but I think that she go like, it's Sarah. Yeah, she does. Like, okay, crazy lady. You know what? <laughs> that meme, it's like, my name is Sarah. Okay, Grandma, let's get you to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I, exactly. I don't know. I think she purposely changed her name so no one would know she was related to the house or like the school or like the other provokers or like Victor wouldn't find her or something. But, like, how many... There are so many Sarahs, as we have established in this episode. Is that not Sarah Forbisher Smythe? Maybe she had to change her full name? Like, she Sarah changed... Smith. I don't know. She changed her last name, and everyone was just kind of like, cool. Because the Forbisher Smythe part is, like, telling. But, like, her name being Sarah Smith. It just always has confused me. I don't know. We should ask someone who watched, like, the Death version... Because maybe it's explained better. Maybe so. Someone, someone tweet Eddie. So, brain cell of the week? Nina. I said this is true, but I'm sad about it. <laughs> I don't like giving Nina credit. This is one of the few times she gets the brain cell. Yeah. Yeah, Doesn't deserve it that often. I feel like no one had any outstanding moments in this episode. Amber being like, we should trust Alfie, but I don't know if that's a smart move. It was just a move that I agreed with. I just liked it. Mm -hmm. I also say Amber for wanting to include Alfie, but it was again one of those things where it was like something I agree with, but I don't think it was necessarily like the the best. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't smart. It made me happy. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Nina with her cylinder thing, I think, wins this week. Look at her go. Proud of her for pulling it off for once. So, uh, ship of the week? Mick and Mara. Just Mick and Mara Because they're cute. Yeah. Jara My vote is, of course, towards Jara, but that's just me. I think we should give it to Jara just because we brought Grace just for, on. Just Jara for you, Grace. Just for... <laughs> I really like, Jara said like three Jara. things about Jara, but that's okay. We've Mara a hundred other times. I mean, Mick and Mara a hundred other times. I know. Every time they like talk, I'm like, Mick and Mara, Jara ship of the week. For... Meanwhile, I literally went on make Trisha bullshit for five minutes, for five seconds, so, like, we're all valid in this Chili's. And Laura did not bring up Piper once. I think I, I love Piper, so we should have me keep it on the podcast. <laughs> no, but I think we brought it up. Yeah, I think we did. 
I replaced Piper Power Hour with I Love My Friends Power Hour. I love Alfie Power Hour. I'm talking about having a South Jersey accent Power Hour. Okay, wait. Did we have something fun, or yes, should we just yes. ship it or rip it? No, no, no. We have the yes. comic game. Oh, we do have the comic game. Okay. Yeah, how dare like you forget? I've worked on this. It's so bad that okay. I planned, like except for we're missing two episodes, but you know what? It's fine. It's fine. So, we're going back to the first episode, so the game is... I read three comments. Two of them are real. One of them is fake. We're going to what episode? We're going all the way back to identity and emergency. What even happened in that? Oh. Was that when there's the fire alarm incident? Oh, I watched that one recently. Let's go. I've got this. <laughs> I, don't I don't remember what the hell happened. House of Identity? Is that the one Should I pull up the... Oh, God. I never made a fake comment for the episode we just recapped. Oh, it must be. I bet that's that makes sense if... When Mara does her, like, I am Patricia Mara? look. You're close. Anyways. I'm close. I love, <laughs> I love Nerd Mara. I clicked random page and this came up. Victor is deaf a murderer. I think Victor is deaf a murderer is the fake comment. Yeah, when people say deaf in 2011. I don't. That's a good point, Laura. I can't remember how to write like it's 2011, but okay, yeah. Victor's definitely <laughs> was the big comment. Um, mind you, some of these I literally copied and pasted and they make no sense whatsoever. That's, I like, that's what's fun about it. I like bacon side anonymous. I like I love, bacon? <laughs> I like lick. Wait, say it again. <laughs> I lick bacon side anonymous. What? what? <laughs> I'll literally send. I'll send you guys the screen cap of this comment later. Okay. I love those quotes too. Lo- quotes too. Love the bit when Baby and Standing are around. So cute. They got caught. Oh no! What's gonna happen next? <laughs> what? Um, I think the Fabian and Nina one. I think I so think, too. I think nope, the it- I like bacon because I have no idea. <laughs> The baking comment was real. The Fabian comment was real. Oh. So this last one. So Drama Codes, aka Laura's first episode. OMA. I was having chills when Joy ran from the teachers. OMA. Drama Codes is my episode? Your favorite episode. It's the play episode. Oh! Amber as a cactus, XD. And this is my favorite episode with a bunch of exclamation points. <laughs> Me? Laura actually wrote that one. No, my favorite episode is obviously the one with the Crowley laundry room scene. Um, I feel like the XD one is like peak 2011, so either Emily's really yeah. good or that's the that one's real. Yeah, I wrote XDs in my fake comments, but I don't know. So did I. I remember <laughs> Amber as a cactus was the fake comment. I can remember the XD trend because I just think I barely let that one go recently. I love I'm gonna, the, I'm gonna oh bring my, it back. I to say, oh my Anubis. Risk thieves. My dad asked my mom out the same way Nick did Mara. XD. What? 
There's a time and place. For that. I have some Not questions. Not the Wikipedia comments. That's for sure. <laughs> Anyone else feel bad for Joy? Me. Okay. That would be awesome. And yeah, obviously you would be Rufusino. You're like the biggest RZ fan ever. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I really don't know which one. I'm going to say the first one was fake. I hope the first one was fake. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the second one. The second one was fake. Yes. <laughs> Hazard charade. I want to know what was going on why someone was writing about their dad and their mom. I like how that confused you more than the banking comment. <laughs> Anyways. Hazard charade. Patricia plus Rufus equals romance. Sometimes I just love Patricia, and he still has Patricia. Okay, you guys couldn't see her faces, but as soon as she read that first comment, we all just, like, cringed so hard. I think now is the time to introduce the fact that um, I've been rewatching this with my sister the past few weeks. Oh, and God. not only does she, she is um a grown woman, 19. she just turned 20, actually. That's not a grown woman. She is an adult, though. Anyway. She not only does she think Victor is hot, but she also oh, yeah, her is hot. Excuse me? <laughs> oh yeah, you were having us the one day and you were like Madeline thinks that Victor and <laughs> And so like every like few episodes she'll be like, You seriously don't think that he's hot? And I'm like, No, Victor? Madeline. No. Victor? Yes. Oh my god, okay, no. Not Ethan, not any of the Anubis boys. Victor. She has yet to make comments about any of them. Only Victor and Ruth. I have some concerns. Did she have like what a bad her... day kink? Can I say that about your sister? No, no, she definitely doesn't. If you met her what... current boyfriend, you would realize this is not true. So her current boyfriend's not a bad boy, but like she loves Victor and Ruth. She doesn't love them, she just thinks that they are hot. hot. That's questionable. It she really is, is Nina in the episode one yes. part. Yeah. That's a very where she checks them out. I'm not gonna lie. I like you. You kicked all of our asses on Among Us, but your takes on House Anubis, Victor and Rufus. She also, when she was very young and she went to the doctor for the first time, <laughs> she said she said to her doctor, who was a male, she asked him if he was married, so she was hitting on him when she was, like, four. So, <laughs> so maybe hard, of course. Her home, how he ha- likes older women, your sister likes older men, besides for her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, exactly. I guess well, so. for her. Teach their own. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even remember the comments now. I was just so it's thrown off by the Patricia X Rufus. Yeah, I'm concerned. I feel like that one has to be real. That was real? Yeah, I think that one is real, which makes me sad. Uh, I'm going to say the third one was fake. What was the question? What was the second one or the third one? Sometimes I just love Patricia and he still has Patricia. I think think he still has Patricia is real, so I'm going to say sometimes I just love Patricia is fake. Number two is just you talking as yourself. Actually, the last one with he still has Patricia was fake because the other there were literally two comments on the article and it was these the other two and I was like guess we're just Patricia fiends. I huh. why did they say they what Ruben kidnapped Patricia and do you want me to say, I'm gonna just keep sending you screen caps so you're not like what is wrong with no I don't think you made this up I'm just concerned <laughs> I don't know what's happening 
Why are they shipping Patricia with Rufus, who's old and creepy and a kidnapper? And a kidnapper. Kidnapped her! That's not romantic! Kids, do not take men that kidnap you! Please don't! If a man kidnaps you, please report it to an authority and don't date him. Don't Don't let your friends ship you with him. Don't have, um, what's it called? What? The syndrome. Oh, the Stockholm syndrome? Yeah, don't get Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> that's a bop, that song. I was gonna be like, the one, this is the One Direction song, but I didn't want to embarrass myself that much. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to embarrass you both. Next on this podcast. I too associate Stockholm syndrome with One Direction, so that's okay. Anyways. I have a house with Anubis podcast. Do you think of me admitting that I like One Direction songs is what's going to make me look like a loser? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> One, I would not have a house with Anubis podcast. Two, I publicly admit on this thing to reading that nursery thing. <laughs> that is a good pick. It's, it's a really good pick. I read it again last week. <laughs> I saw that and I was Best like, well, seller of whatever podcast. week it was put, pu- whatever year, 2017, probably. <laughs> it was published. Yo, I need to find that thing again. It's really good. Grace is like, I can help you. I can help uh, you. I'll send it to you after. Please send me <laughs> I have it bookmarked. I need it back in my life. It lives rent free in my mind. <laughs> yep. Yep. That That's me with my Netty Summer Romance fic. <laughs> Very specific. Nurse. I was waiting for her to bring up Netty because she hadn't all. all Netty Summer. <laughs> anyway. My 2020 Vice. Are we talking about Netty? We're talking about Nursey Decks. Are we okay? <laughs> We've no. been recording for two hours. Yeah, please, in the good for But yeah. We're almost done. Check, please. Book two. In the Goodreads Choice Awards, but also vote You Deserve Each Other. Vote, you Sarah Deserve Hogel. Each Other for Romance. Vote check, please. And debut. It's in debut, too. And debut, vote, debut. vote debut. Comics. Check, please, and You Deserve Each Other. Also, Tweet Cute is nominated, so I voted for Tweet. Yes, vote for that as well. <laughs> this is the second most important election that has happened this year. <laughs> it, it's um the real election, Goodreads Choice Awards, the election of House Video. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know what I'm on right now. I don't know if I'm tired. I think it's not wine. A- it's the wine. Is it the wine or is it just 11 p.m.? Both. All right, what's the next episode? Hold on. Um, arrest hoax. Haha, ha, it was so funny when Patricia woke up from a nightmare and she screams and Mara says, are you okay? And Patricia <laughs> says, this is how I greet the morning. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. I had a good laugh. I was like, I won this round. Yeah. <laughs> this writer. What's up, What's up with Patricia and Elfie? Me. <laughs> and then, I love how when everyone goes to see if Patricia's okay from her dream, Mick's just standing there eating a banana. Pure Mick. Oh man, it could be either of these last two. Yeah, I agree. Second one is fake, but I think that's just me. That's the way I. I'm gonna say the third one because we definitely commented on that. I'm gonna say the third one too. I think the third one is fake. It was the second one, but I think the third one is on the wrong episode. Hmm. Was Mick standing there? Oh yeah, that was on it. That was an earlier episode. Yeah, that would be the wrong episode. Yeah. Oh well. 
Um, and then, so Time and Aliens didn't have any comments, and Rendezvous and Rescue didn't have any comments, which brings up. I can make the comments for Time and Aliens. It's just Mick and Mara forever. It's, I love Alfie. I actually planned on reading our like episode recap and making comments off of that, and you know I just didn't do it. Anyways, that would have been funny. That's okay. Masks impersonating us. Masks for suit. I editing so many articles. My fingers are sore. Love HOA. Patricia is so supportive of Elfie. No, the last one is me again. Wait, those were the second one. Ones? I thought those were just one long <laughs> comment. I was like, jumping around a bit there, friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to say the second one. I'm doing the third one. Me too. The third one. Yes. I don't think anyone else is like really going to comment on Petrophy every five seconds. I feel like this is the way that I am. So, uh, follow us on social media, Anubis Backwards Pod on Instagram, Anubis Podcast on Twitter. Email us at anubisbackwardspod at gmail.com. Um, you can check out our Redbubble and Public at Anubis Backwards, that are both Anubis Backwards. Also, make sure to follow Grace on social media at Scoops Troops, and make sure you check out the Book Hose Podcast. Yes, and we are on Twitter at the Book Hose. And um, Instagram is at Book Hose Pod. Sarah runs that. <laughs> But yes, listen to our podcast. Thank you. Everyone listen to the Buckos. Yes. We love them. We cool. do love Thanks them. for coming on, Grace. Thank you for having me. I had so this much fun. fun. I'm like so glad we finally started like getting our friends on because like now that we're here, I'm ready for more. Yes. Yes. I wish I, to speak with all of you. And I like to hear other people's thoughts. I know. Even if I don't agree with them. And it makes me sad. <laughs> Brennan and uh, Grace are going to have a chip for you guys. No. We had a really civil conversation yeah. on the break, guys. Yeah, we did. We vibed. <laughs> we didn't have we a did. because we're mature adults and we don't have choice. Yes. <laughs> we have jobs. We, have t- we don't have time for this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there any